Good morning. It's your boy Tito, aka the most charismatic motherfucker you know, aka still the losingest motherfucker you know. What an amazing week of fantasy football. A week where we have five teams blow up for 150 plus points. Shit. One team almost broke for two bills, y'all. That's 200 points. A week that had six players score 40 plus points. Not one, not two, not even three. Go ahead and double that. That's six players with 40 burgers. A week that saw historic numbers for Will Fuller and Easy Drake Oven. Great bounce back win, by the way, bro. Oh, and that I forgot to mention, I had the pleasure of playing against two. You heard right, two of the players with 40 plus points. If my calculations are correct, that's at least 80 points. But I was told there'd be no math involved. Enough about my fantasy football woes this week. Excuse me. Enough about my fantasy football woes. Let's talk about a few other the sibling rivalries that we had this week pitted against each other. We were trying to see who would be the superior Hannah. And clearly, Trey and Jesse are definitely out of the running. A week where the fallen stayed down and the upper class remains unscathed. Needless to say, this was an odd week, fantasy football, but not odd as in random wide receiver went off or your number one running back gave you a goose egg, but weird because everything went according to plan. Deshaun Watson scored a bunch of points. So basically, the guys that you drafted are doing what you drafted them to do. Even if you decide to leave them on the bench due to matchup, a la Josh Jacobs on my bench. And before we get into the matchup six this week, I just wanted a quick announcement. Um, this is going to be my absolute last podcast uh, as a solo host. Uh, we're going to have uh, going to be jumping in as a co-host uh, on the podcast, joining us every single week. Our fearless commissioner, Mr. Jesse Hanna. Um, for most of you guys that don't know, Jesse is my best friend. We've we've uh, known each other for a long, long time. And he's based kind of only one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why I even get into even started playing fantasy football in the first place. So, uh, me and him are gonna take over the reins. We're gonna it's gonna be even better production because he knows what he's doing. I don't know what I'm doing on that end. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's like gone to school for all this jazz. So, it's gonna be a little bit more put together. It's gonna be a little bit. It's gonna sound a little bit better. We'll have more quality and more segments and better analysis as well. So, we'll get into more stats. Um, advice, players we want to target, and things like that. And we're also thinking about going twice a week. So um, stay tuned for that. That's going to be coming this next week. This is going to be my last week uh, as a solo fantasy football podcast host, if you want to say. I wouldn't even call myself that. But uh, started out in my closet. Now we're moving to Jesse's closet. So we're just moving from one closet to another closet. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Stay tuned for that shit. It's going to be amazing. It's me and my best friend doing the podcast about fantasy football. Can't wait. Hope you guys enjoy the what we put together and all the fun and creative, cool ideas we got coming up. So give us feedback and don't forget to tell everybody about us. Tell your uncle, your grandma, your cousin. They like fantasy football. Tell them to check it out. Who knows? All right, y'all. Let's move on. We're going to move on to lowest lowest score, highest score. Let's do it. Lowest score of the week. 
I hate to say it, but your name is in here. Strawberry Mayfields forever. 100 points. Mayfields falls to 1-4, and four, the second worst record in the league. I mean, guess who's behind Guess who's the only one that's in front of him? Yep, me, a.k.a. the losingest motherfucker you know. <sighs> it's a sad, sad, it's hard, it's hard, y'all. 0-5, oh 0-5, oh like, uh, this is my worst fantasy football start that I've ever had. Granted, I've only been playing for about five years, but fuck, 0-5, oh see, I'm just like, I want to say 5-0 and oh because I want to, like, speak that into existence, but maybe the next five weeks we'll go 5-0. and oh. Derek, starting with you, dog. And highest score of the week, Easy Drake Oven. 183 points. Like I said, he almost broke 200. Um, I don't. That hasn't happened in our league yet this year. Um, but uh, Deshaun Watson leads him to the leads him to victory. He has like 50 points. He moves to four one four and one, and the playoffs seem imminent for the Drake Oven. Um, right up into it. Let's move into the scoreboard recap. Since we talked about him already, we'll just keep on going. Easy Drake Oven, 183 points, like I said, to 159. Enough enough love for Derek. Mr. Pick a D in the second round loses his second game in, an, in as many weeks. That's two in a row for you, dog. Despite your team performing well this week, Thielen got his wheels greased with two TDs, 130 receptions, excuse me, 130 yards. And CMC continues to do work, but it just wasn't enough to get you the win. Maybe next week, brother. On to the next matchup, our first sibling rivalry. You digs, Paige, Hannah versus Johnson and Johnson. Our fearless commissioner, 130, excuse me, 158 to 136. Paige is on a roll after starting the year on a losing skid. With good games by Fournette, who had 24 points, Allen Robinson with 28 points, and DJ Shark, do, 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 DJ Shark, do, 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 36 points. Um, those three guys really kind of elevated her squad this week. Um, I mean, looking at her team, she seems she seems to have stacked up like one of the, the most underrated teams this year. Uh, it's almost like she's she had somebody helping her prepare the, the draft, you know, like picking her team almost. JK, I'm just kidding. I don't want to take any way any credit away from Paige. Uh, she seems to be super motivated this year, um, which is which is great. Um, she's involved. She's extremely active. She's watching the waivers. She's making, trying to make trades, declining trades, uh, and it's a tough loss for our fearless commish. I mean, another week where you scored 130 plus points. Granted, you do have you did have two of your best players uh, on bye week. And still, 136 points. Probably the shining star in your, or the, the bright spot, and especially in this loss, um, is going to be Michael Gallup. Um, probably the pickup, in my opinion, pick of the year. He was a game-time decision. Uh, I got 24 points, so kudos to you on that one. Uh, you rode with your gut there. I wish I would have had the same mentality as you did with Josh Jacobs. Uh, but still, you did fucking good. So uh, on to the next one. On to the next one. Uh, Zeke Squad versus Saved by the Bell. As much as I as as much as much as I love to see people win, 
I was praying hard to Shiva that Sharky would lose this matchup. But no, instead he wins by not even a full point. Not even a full point. Ouch. That's got to feel so good for him, but yet so bad for Eddie. All he needed was Odell to be Odell and not drop the ball. He needed Odell to show up, much like the child support check. But he bounced. He bounced. The ball bounced right out of his hands. He only had four, excuse me, he only had five points. He caught two balls for 27 yards. Not really what you're expecting from your number one wide receiver. But who can blame him? Look who he has throwing the ball. Mr. Faker Mayfield himself. On the other side of the fence, Kittle blew up for 20 points, which also makes you feel good when your tight end goes off for more than 15 plus points. Kind of feels like when you're holding your pee, you know, when you're sitting in traffic and you've had to pee for the last 20 minutes and then there's an accident right in front of you and you're just fucking waiting and waiting and then you finally get past the accident, you're driving home, you're going a little bit over the speed limit and then you realize you're coming up to the light. Oh no. Construction. Yes, sir. Construction. That four lanes, that just went down to one, right? And you're sitting at that light for another 20 or 30 minutes and you have to pee so bad. And then you finally get home and you park the car and then you're running and you're running to the door. And then you get to the door, right? And then you can't find the keys and you try to put the key in the drawer. And then you drop it on the floor and then finally get the key in the door, open it. And then, ah, you pee. That's what it feels like when you're tied in and goes off for more than 15 points. But like I said, Sharky got his first win, 125 to 124.9. Mr. Saved by the Bell, sorry it happened to you. It had to happen to somebody. It had to happen to somebody. He had to get his first win. It had to be dramatic. Seems like Sharky has, or seems like Sharky likes those those kind of finishes. Dramatic ones, just like his trade offers. That's all I got to say. Raging Chubb, 154. Lock it in, Gurley, 147. It's another sibling affair in the Hannah clan. Is this fantasy football or Game of Thrones? All these sibling, battle, all these sibling battles going on? Who knows? RJ whoops on Trey. Winston and Godwin lead him to victory. Winston did good. Uh, great uh, streaming play by uh, RJ there. He had 21 points. Uh, Dak hasn't been playing so good. Chubb fell back down to earth. He only had 10 points. Uh, but he also had a little help on the other side of the fence by Mr. Sammy Watkins and Greg Olson, who both had zero points in the starting lineup, which we all know is the biggest, the biggest thing that we don't want in our fucking starting lineups. Those zeros, those goose eggs, they kill us. It's killing us, brother. I understand how you feel. I've done it. It happens to everybody. Hopefully Greg Olson, I mean, honestly, Greg Olson has a great matchup next week, so maybe that's the only reason you're keeping him on your team. Other than that, I think it's welcome to Dumpsville, sir. See you later, Greg Olson. Kick him to the curb, put him in the trash can, make sure you recycle. Team Guzman secures the victory, 117 over Mayfield's forever, 100 points. Like I said earlier in the show, lowest score of the week, Strawberry Mayfield forever, and Mr. Unimaginative secures another victory. 
thanks to some good play from his IDP Shorbert, 12 points, and some bad play from Mike Evans, who caught zero balls. He must have took all of Jameis's crab legs. Mr. Unimaginative gets his second win of the season. His team didn't perform as well as he had hoped. Lamar only got 10 points, as well as David Montgomery. And I think everybody thought Montgomery was going to blow up this week, um, and it just didn't happen. Maybe it was just game script. Uh, The Raiders kind of smacked him around a little bit. Um, But DeAndre Hopkins had somewhat of a bounce-back game. Uh, He had 15 points, but I'm not sure if you want to call that a bounce-back when your your quarterback has – excuse me, when his quarterback has 50 points and his number two wide receiver, Fuller, had 40 points. He's going to need a lot more luck if he wants to make the playoff push. Mayfields, just seems like you've been plagued with injury. Hopefully Saquon can come back and save your year, but I highly doubt it. Um, everybody on the Giants seems to be injured. I don't think they're going to be playing this week. They had a short week. They're going against the Jets. Excuse me. They're going against the Patriots on a Thursday night. So I don't think Saquon's going to be out there this week. I don't think Saquon's going to be out there next week. Um, let's start making some trades. I think that's what the teams that are really in the hole need to start doing. I know I've been trying to make some trades. I have made some trades. You know, Jesse's trying to make some trades. Uh, but we all have like pretty similar records. So let's get on it, Mr. Mayfields. You also have three quarterbacks on your roster. Bro, come on, man. Drop Baker. He's not going to do nothing. You got Kyler Murray, so he's good. And then you got Minshew. So, I mean, I understand you want two to maybe kind of balance you out. But when you have three quarterbacks on your roster, bro, Come on, dog. We got to do something about that shit. Let's make some changes. Last but not least, the last game of the week, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, 163 against yours truly, Return of the Mac, 108 points. Like I said earlier, I had the wonderful pleasure of playing against two of the six players that scored 40 points. It seems like I can't catch a break. Well, really... I've been getting broken all year. I just made the mistake of sitting Josh Jacobs for Jordan Howard, which wouldn't have been a bad mistake, but he scored 30 points. But even even if I did, actually, you know what I did uh, upon losing the matchup and going over the score and looking at myself in the mirror and telling myself what a bad fantasy owner I am, I pulled out my abacus. I replaced Jordan Howard with Josh Jacobs. And now I don't feel as bad because I still would have lost by 30 points. So congrats to you, Mr. Rogers. You had a great game. I didn't have such a great game. Like I said, Mr. Rogers is my pick to make it to the finals this year. I just think this matchup was a, a glimpse into the future a glimpse into what the championship is going to look like. It's going to be me, and it's going to be Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And this time, the flip, the scores, the tables, turntables will be turned. Mr. Rogers going down. I'm coming for you. Know my name. It's Return of the Mac. That was the last game of the week for week number five. Week number five is over, y'all. We're on to week six. Just so you know, we have some bye weeks coming up. Last week, we only had two teams, the Dolphins and the Lions. This week is going to be our first week with four teams on bye week. That's right. That's four, not two, not three, not seven, not six, not 10, not 12, not 25, 
four, four teams. The Bills of Buffalo, Chicago Bears, Colts, and the Raiders. Make sure you don't have any of these players on your team, or excuse me, in your starting mat lineups for the week. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of good players on those teams. So a lot of fantasy relevant players on those teams. So if you got to make sure you take them out. Especially Frank Gore. You don't want Frank Gore set up in there. And we on y'all to the Week Six matchups. Week Six matchups. Week Six matchups. You got. The undefeated, the only person in the league who's undefeated, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, going against who that? Yeah, who that? Mr. Pick a D in the second round. That's who it is. Let's see if Andrew can bounce back from his uh, two-game losing streak and see if he can knock off the king so far of the league, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, the newcomer in the league, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, who started 5-0. and Looks like we have a little bit more of a sibling rivalry going on again this week. This time it's going to be Trey Lockett and Gurley, who's three and two against your digs. Miss Paige Hannah, who's on a two game winning streak. She is currently sitting with the same record as her brother. So it's going to be a good matchup. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, like I said earlier, uh, Page's team is extremely underrated, and Trey just has a fucking great team, man. If you just look at his team, Russell Wilson, Todd Gurley, Austin Eckler. He also has Melvin Gordon sitting on the bench. Michael Thomas. I mean, the only two, like, gray spots, Tyler Lockett, are his flex and his tight end, Sammy Watkins and Greg Olson. Other than that, the team is pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty good drafting on uh, your behalf, Trey. So good luck to both of you guys. We'll see who the superior Hannah is this week. In our next matchup, we have Mr. Unimaginative against Saved by the Bell. This is an interesting matchup for both of them record-wise. Team Guzman has uh, won two games in a row, and Saved by the Bell has lost two games in a row. So... We don't, I mean, nobody wants to lose three games in a row. Trust me, just ask me. I've already lost it. I've lost five of them in a row. So it's it's a bad feeling. You don't want to, especially when he started off in a, to such a good start to the year. Like he had a great start. It's, it's, yeah, he started out 3-0, and and then you lose the, the last two. It kind of sucks. So um, this is going to be a huge win for him if he can pull it off uh, as a good, like, like a restart, like a refresh button, because if he does win, he's at three and three, saves him. He's he's you know he's at five hundred, but if you drop down, uh, it's gonna not be fun. You don't want even though he's three and three, you don't want to be three and three with with three in a row losses. And then same thing goes for Mister Unimaginative. He has two. He's two and three, but he just won his last two wins. He's being strong. His players are playing good. Ingram and Dalvin Cook are both carrying them. They're putting consistent numbers on the board. So we'll look up for that. Look for that matchup next week coming into the game. Um, and in, in in a game of of who doesn't want to be in last place, it is Strawberry Mayfield's forever and Zeke Squad. Both dudes, both gentlemen, they're coming in at one and four. 
Zeke's hot off his one point half point win, and Mayfield's with a with a not not so great performance. Um, I mean, honestly, I think he could have won that matchup if Odell didn't like screw him like he did with the fumble, and if Baker just played like a little bit better. So uh, I'm feeling good about Mayfield's. Um, his team again is not too bad, but he has that Saquon injury, Bar- uh, Sa- Saquon Barkley injury, and he's also playing 17 Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so make some trades, Mayfields. Maybe you can pull this win off. Um, if not, I think Zeke might take it and start off his his momentum, and he start to push for that playoff. Uh, but I don't think he's going to make it. Sorry, Sharky, I don't believe in you this year. I just wanted you to stay in the 0 and 5 club with me. You know, I, I missed like I missed it when we were just hanging out, drinking beers, crying us crying ourselves to sleep at night, uh, talking about how bad our our team sucked because we didn't have any victories, and now you have to go and win by half a point, and I'm the only person in the club now. So now it's when it's just one person doing it, it's just depressing. It's sad when there's two people. It's a group and it's happy. But now it's just me by myself. I'm drinking the beer. I'm crying myself to sleep with the lights on, fully clothed. <sighs> oh, and five. It's not a fun place. Anyways, I need to turn it around. We'll make it happen. Kyle Allen's going to score 17, 70 points for me this week. Um, on to the next one. Sibling rivalry. I think what we need to start doing is every time Hannah loses... Like, if you lose, you should get, like, a, a, an extremity chopped off, like a finger or, like, a, a ear. But only when the Hannahs play the Hannahs, you know what I mean? So, like, Jesse would have got his ear cut off and Trey would have his, you know, pinky toe cut off or something. So every time – let's make that bet. Every time that a Hannah plays a Hannah, the losing Hannah has to get a piece of their body chopped off. Raging Chubb, RJ – Against Johnson and Johnson, our fearless commissioner Jesse Hanna, they're going at it. Um, it's four and one against one and four. If if Trey just uh, you know doesn't pay attention to his lineup this week and he just mails it in because he has a four and one record, which I don't expect for him to do. If he does that, he's going to lose. Because that's this is what we call like a trap game, right? Where one guy's team is like, ah, this guy sucks. He's only has he's only won one game, but really, fucking Jesse's been killing it this this year. He has he scored like the second most points, and he has like the second worst record. So uh, this could get out of hand if uh, RJ doesn't like pay attention and. Which, I mean, he pays attention, so I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, he's got Dak in the lineup again. We'll see if Dak can step it up. Chris Carson, great trade, by the way. Great trade, by the way. He's he's just been killing it lately. He's been doing so good. He's he's been he's he, after after the game where he had that fumble, and then they took him out the game, and they're like, Rashard Penny's going to get all the work. Um, Pete Carroll just seems to have trust in him, seems to have faith, and he's been scoring points. So that's who he's got rolling with a number one, two. And there we go. Last matchup of the week. It's going to be the sweetest, the most victorious, glorious victory of the whole year. Why? Because it's going to be my first. Yes, you heard that right. My first victory. My little victory. Instead of my little Cooper Cup. 
me and Easy Drake Oven. It's Return of the Mac versus Easy Drake Oven. Um, fucking Derek, man. Happy birthday. Happy belated. It was his birthday on October the 6th. Today is October the 9th. So happy belated to you, Derek. Um, and, I, you know, I think that's why you got that so much of a high point total last week because you got that little birthday bump. But this week, it's not going to happen, man. It's just not going to happen. I have favorable matchups. I got Kyle Allen against the Buck of Queers. I know you got Deshaun Watson, but they're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't have the greatest defense, but their defense is decent enough, I think, to keep Deshaun Watson on the ground. James Conner, his backup's hurt, so he's going to get a lot of work. Uh, But the only real question is, is James Conner starting at running back, or is he going to start at quarterback? Because... The Steelers are just, like, running out of them. Where's Colin Kaepernick? Sign him. Let's go, Colin. I need you throwing the ball to Juju, though. Julian Edelman, Keaton Allen, and Jimmy Graham. Looks like you got Will Fuller in the mix. Hopefully that Will Fuller-Deshaun Watson connection can uh, help you out because little Cooper Cup is coming for that W, bro. I'm coming for you, bruh. Spow down to the champ. I'm coming. I'm going to win. This year is my year, dog. I can feel it. I can feel it. I talk about it every week, and I lose every week, but it's going to happen. Winning streak starts today. Excuse me. Starts on Sunday, though. Uh, But those are the week six matchups, guys. Um, It was a pleasure rocking with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, next week is going to be the first and the last. Excuse me. This week is the first. Excuse me. This week is the last week of me being solo. So from now on, you're going to hear not one, but two beautiful voices, mine and your fearless commissioner, Jesse Hanna's voice, on the P's and Q's. We're going to be talking fantasy football, maybe giving some advice, talking who you should be targeting, looking at your stats, spreads for the week if anybody wants to bet. I'm not a betting man. But we'll give you some favorites, um, who you want to trade for, fun shit like that, um, news segments. So if you want to get on, if you want to be a guest, let me know. Let Jesse know. Um, And if you have any feedback, just uh, holler at us, y'all. Thank you very much. Uh, I hope you guys got whoever you wanted on the waiver wire today. And good luck on your matchups. We out, y'all. We out.